social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's fall. Very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L., Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navian certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, petro.com. It's Wednesday, October 13th. And, you know, the Biden administration, and we're going to talk about this, but, boy, the chickens are coming home to roost, The uh, as the expression goes. What is happening now is uh, get ready for a Christmas. Now, look at this. This is just still mid-October, and you watch. The story of the holidays is going to be people can't get the goods and the presents that they want. Why? Because many of the companies can't get workers. You need workers. You need people working. And as we have talked about, if you pay people not to work, they won't work. How about August? Record number of people quitting their jobs. You know, what do they figure? Oh, probably another stimulus package coming. Or I got so much money that I was able to pay everything off and I just don't need that second job and whatever it may be. But, you know, whether it's the shipping problem out on the West Coast or just the lack, what President Biden has been able to do in nine months is basically give away so many free things that people no longer feel that they need to work. And as I've talked about, if, if, if people, if you pay them not to work and stay home, then they'll stay home and not work. And that's exactly what's, what's going on right now. So the, uh, and, and it's not going to, this is not going to be solved overnight. This takes a while. You've already programmed the people that, you know, that, that people say, you know what, I've decided I, I don't want to work in a restaurant. I don't want to work in retail or whatever it may be. I did it in the past, but suddenly now you have people just saying, I'll find other ways. I'm sure, you know, there's already rent relief, so I don't have to worry about my rent. So I'll just get by with what I have. There'll probably be another stimulus package coming. They're giving more money child tax credits president biden has cre they have created this and it's this is like a uh a, a tugboat have you ever seen them try to turn around a tugboat that doesn't happen right away takes a while much like those but what's going on 
you know, out on the West Coast, you see all those ships off the coast, the ports of California. And suddenly now they decide, gee, maybe we should be open 24 hours. But many of the companies don't even have the workers. How about I was, I was um, hearing a story, UPS right now. Do you know they're even speeding up the process? You could fill out an application and be hired within 30 minutes. The whole delay, think sometimes, folks, you, you know, you're looking for a job. You fill out the application and then, you know, a couple days go by before you hear anything. No longer. This is like work on demand. That's how bad it is, by the way. So there are so many problems coming out of poor decisions made in the pandemic. And it's the same thing. You know, there was there was another murder in Providence last night. If you haven't seen it, a guy goes to do his laundry. He's at the laundromat, 8 o'clock at night. Somebody comes in, Washington Park section of uh, Providence, Broad Street, which is normally, I grew up in Edgewood, right, not far from there. It's considered somewhat a safe area, but... Um, a lot of criminals were let out of prison because of COVID, which, you know, and there was a lot of protests for that as far as let them out. And so you have far more criminals out on the street. I've spoken, I've talked about this with law enforcement, where they see someone and they're like, wait a minute, I locked that guy up. He's supposed to be doing five more years. Nope. COVID, they let them out. Folks, the Biden administration, he is in no position to solve this. And then now you also have the problem and I like the line, Tucker Carlson is finding out that there are other people in the country other than the government that have power. And that is you're seeing all the cancellations with Southwest. And now the CEO of Southwest is saying, you know, I didn't like this Biden mandate for our pilots. It's killing our airline. Thousands of flight canceled, complete chaos. Folks, the question now is you plan to travel at Christmas time? Is there any guarantee you're going to, by the way, traveling at any time, is there any guarantee you're going to get back? So as a result of that now, prices go up with the airline. Prices of fuel go up. Everything is going up. This is not a little bit of a bump. This is the beginning of a full-fledged disaster. If you voted for President Biden, hope you can still look yourself in the mirror because nine months later, this is the beginning of a complete disaster. And they don't know how to govern and they're not getting things done. And he cannot rally everyone together. He's not rallying the country together. Quite frankly, I don't think he's up to it. And his vice president would rather make fake videos about NASA as opposed to going and trying to solve the problem at the border, which they'd like an open border. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident... Drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, 
Call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Thank you for uh, taking the time, folks. Joining me right now, he is uh, Sheriff Kiernan Donahue, Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. And Sheriff, it's the John DePietro Show. Thank you for so much for joining us on this Thursday. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Sheriff, first of all, um, if you could give us an idea of what your experience has been like for the past year as a sheriff in uh, Canyon County, Idaho. Well, it's uh, it's certainly gotten busier, that's for sure. We've had a tremendous amount of growth, but uh, we've also had such a, a surge in, in illegal um, illicit drugs that's been really uh, more difficult for us to try to get a handle on. And so with that, obviously, we have an a increase in in violent crime. Uh, we have an increase in distribution of the illegal narcotics, which causes the gangs to compete with each other. And we've had homicides that are on the rise and, and gang-related uh, crimes of that nature. So it's been, it, we've, seen a, we've seen kind of a, not a dismantling of what we had in kind of in place, but we're certainly having to rise to the occasion more. And then with, with the rhetoric out there about our job and the job we're doing, we're losing people. And that makes my job so much more difficult. I don't have enough manpower to, to fill the need. Um, different parts of the country, illegals, different factions of them um, tend to go in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in our region, for instance, the Boston region has one of the largest uh, Haitian immigration. That's where they go. Providence, of which the people listening to, has I think we're number the number one Guatemalan uh, destination. The the illegals that are infiltrating Idaho, where primarily are they coming from? Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have uh, we have already a, a very high percentage of Hispanic population, based on you know from decades ago when the migrant families coming in to work, the agricultural uh, areas of the farms and and ranches and so on, on more of a seasonal basis. But generation or two ago, that kind of changed, and people started to stay in 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 place instead of going back across the border. Now that. That is such a well-established situation that we have just an incredible influx of illegal immigration into our state, uh, but primarily from what we see as a Hispanic population because, of course, friends and family already live there and extended families, and, and they can blend in. They still get hired by uh, major agricultural companies uh, to, to do different types of work and by you know, even the farmers and that sort of thing. And so they can they can blend in, and uh, it's very difficult to address that side. But then with that, as you can imagine, comes the criminality because they're not all good folks, right? I mean, there's the good folks, and there's the really bad people, yep. and a whole bunch in between. Yes. Now, folks, with me on the John DePietro Show is Sheriff Karen and Donahue. Now, Sheriff, um, I believe... You were on, did I see you on Fox News? This yes, morning. This yeah. morning, okay. <laughs> Take us inside. What was the uh, the nature of, of, of the story that, mm-hmm. that you were on Fox News? Well, my where I'm at, I'm, you know, yep. rough north of the, of the border, right? We're in my state. But we have, just the way the highways and, and freeways come into that system, we're kind of a, a, what we call the corridor. We are a major corridor for drug trafficking and human smuggling through in through the state of Idaho. I'm right next to Boise, Idaho. My county is adjoining county, so we're the two largest in the state. So 
the fact of the matter is it's, there's a lot of rural area uh, to our south, and that's an easy, easy access into the state of Idaho for uh, these criminal organizations to operate from because there's literally not nearly enough law enforcement to address that when you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles mm. before they get there. So what we what they wanted to look at is those smuggling routes, how, how easy it is to come up. And so we were showing them along those highways, those rural highways, just the amount of traffic and what the potential for that traffic to be calling, uh, carrying illegal narcotics, which we know they do. Again, even interdiction efforts can't slow down that amount. You might get one, 10, 10 or 15 get by you. And so we were showing that, and I was also showing uh, the team how I can, I can show areas where the cartels are assigned manpower into certain areas for safe houses, drop houses, that type of thing, and wow. then operate from there. And we've been in this for literally for decades fighting these guys. Uh, even when I was an undercover officer years ago, this was our main, this is the main area where we had to concentrate because this is where they set up shop and then they work from there. So they like wow. the anonymity of the rural area Yes, at right next door to a very urban area. Right. Yes. What what type of drugs primarily are they bringing into Idaho? The, the, the primary drugs, methamphetamine has been king forever. Has it? Oh yeah. Wow. King. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst things we deal with. But, of course, heroin is very high amounts of heroin and, of course, uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. Right. Now, the, the meth, is that made south of the border or yes. made it is yes so that, made in mexico oh gosh yes wow over well over 90 percent, 96 97 percent as you saw on fox this morning it all comes from mexico we don't have any homegrown labs anymore mm. it's so much more cost effective for for the distrib- distribution by the cartels to manufacture it in mexico in south america the precursors we know for a fact come through uh china through uh southeast asia yep. and, and so then it's made in mexico super labs we call we call them and then that product is distributed. It, everything comes through the southern border. I can assure you everything's coming through that southern border uh, because they're established routes. That's, that's how it's done. And then once it gets to our area, then we're shipping stuff clear to your area, quite frankly. We yep. can track our dope clear to, clear to where you live. Wow. All across the country. Can you, um, can you, if you see someone, can you tell what they're probably on? Yeah, yeah, typically. I mean, you come in contact yeah, with them. Yeah. So now, if you don't mind... Um, and it, I'm not profiling here, but just mm-hmm. let's just say someone is a meth head. Yeah. And you, you're, you know, you and the deputy, you're examining them. How, how can you tell? What are the characteristics you can tell that they're a meth head? Uh, there's several. Okay. Uh, uh, very erratic behavior, nervousness, yep. sweating. If they've been on it for a while, you're going to see scabs, open scabs. Yeah. And, and, and what is that? It's the poison inside the body trying to get out. That's wow. caused the physiology of the human body is not meant for this poison to be inside of it. Yep. Uh, those, the paranoia, extreme paranoia at times. Uh, that that psychosis. makes for a very difficult prisoner. Oh, man. you got to yeah. be very careful because they're very uh, unpredictable. So the scabs. Yep. yep. The scabs and nervousness. Nervousness. Paranoia. Paranoia. All these things are indicators. Yeah. Um, teeth as well. Oh or, gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it attacks the attacks the uh, the gums and the teeth, and and literally these people go from a, a normal looking person uh, to within months to, to skeletal type. Oh, uh, just tremendously. God. Uh, it, it's so sad yeah. what these drugs do to people. And you someone know, in law enforcement told me that meth, it, it, it it's so hideous it can stay in the system. Mm. As much as two years, yeah. And and the guy that he said he could feel it was like popping out of his veins. It yeah. Was so in this, I mean, it's just terrible manufactured in that. And way. the thing that we're seeing, the problem, like let's say ten years ago, we we would 
we were dealing with, say, 50 to 60% purity on, on methamphetamine. Today, we're dealing with 98% purity wow. and 100% purity. Wow. So just think of what that's doing. That's like that's the doing. Walter White blue stuff. Yeah, it is. Of Breaking right. Bad. Yeah. Now, what about fentanyl? How can you, if you see someone, how do you then say, I think they're on fentanyl? It's very interesting because we know so little about it at this time in a a general uh, statement. But the fentanyl is typically mixed in with the methamphetamine or oh the heroin. Oh, my God. And so that's, what, that, that's where the, the cartels Shoot. are making money. They can what we call cut the dope. They can put in less methamphetamine and put in a small, smaller amount of, of, of fentanyl, yep. which gives a high. Unbelievable uh, high. Unbelievable high, yeah. but it's also very dangerous because that's not regulated. FDA doesn't work on those crimes. No, those not exactly. down there. No. And so. If it's a little bit, oh, a little too much. It, it, it's, well, does, it's not like they pull it off the shelf. No, it just looked like what? Uh, DEA put out this yes. on Monday. You know, over 40% of these pills are, are lethal. Huh. 40%. God. Chance of taking it. And you don't have to be a drug user or a drug addict. You just have to be a, a high school kid or a yeah. college kid, a young adult. Say, I'm going to go out and pop a pill tonight just for a high. Yep. And you're, you got over 40% chance of dying because you took that pill. A law enforcement officer told me that, um, that someone that they, they were treating with OD'd, the, the guy said, listen, I used fentanyl for a year. And I had no problem, but he got a batch. But in his mind, the fact that it could be lethal still wasn't a deterrent from not taking it. And what about someone who's using heroin, that's, which that's, used to be the needle, but now a lot of people can smoke oh, it, yeah. right? Oh, God, so, yeah. But how can you tell and say, wait a minute, I think this Again, guy's a heroin. Again, they don't have the nervous behavior okay. that the methamphetamine portrays, but... When you look at someone on heroin, they're they're very emaciated, typically. Yeah. You know, very uh, poor health. Yes. Uh, they they do get to that nervous stage and that paranoia stage because they're looking for the fix. They're jonesing, yeah. they right. call it. Yes. And so they're pretty easy to pick out too. Yeah. And they're more subdued, and if they're on it, right, it's kind of equal in amount. But right. Once they're coming down, they've got to get to that next high, Ooh. and that's when they become more dangerous as well. Sheriff, uh, again, folks, our guest is Sheriff Karen and Donahue. Uh, Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. Sheriff, what, what is the solution right now as far as with the border? I mean, it, it, this, even even President, former President Obama came out and said this is unsustainable for this to continue like this. Boy, I'll, I'll try to answer your question. The first, the first response that I give is that we've got to shut it down completely to yeah. try to, to take a gasp of air, to try to regroup. That's not going to happen because we don't, have the, we don't have the ability to shut it down entirely. But what we do need to do is slow, slow the, the, the hemorrhaging. We, we are overrun. Uh, from a law enforcement perspective, from a medical perspective, from a criminal justice standpoint, because all this is inside of what we're trying to, to put up with, we, we, have, to, we have to get the uh, uh, administration to at least sit down and talk to us and say, look, uh, President Obama, former president, is correct. It's not sustainable. And this, this fact that every one of these people coming across, they're paying a price to the cartels. Yeah. This is over $50 billion annually to these cartels, and they're not going to give up that money. They're very ruthless. They're very vicious. They're very uh, uh, determined. And really what we have to do, it's very difficult to say we can get in, get with Mexico and try to stop the cartels. That's been done in the past or tried to be done. It had no, no effect. We, but we have to physically stop 
the spillover and then regroup and then try to start negotiating with Mexico to try to address it on their side. And we're simply going to have to go help them. We, they no. can't do this on their own. No. Sheriff, do the cartels come into Idaho? Oh, yes. They God. do? They, they come into to, to your to your town. They, wow. There is a cartel operative in every city and every county and yeah. every state in the United States. I, I'm assuring you of this. This isn't just conjecture. No. A law enforcement person from Chicago told me, he said, you know, in the past... They'd maybe have a couple in town just to make sure everything was going smoothly. But since the border was open, he's like, it, it's it's frightening the the back and forth. Oh my gosh! It, yeah. It's that they travel as freely as an American citizen. More freely. More they freely. More freely. They, yeah. they travel with impunity. Wow! And because of the corruptness on that border, they're able to do so. And not just the southern border. Look at the northern border. Yes. I mean, there's we're pulling. Uh, Customs and Border Protection pulling resources from the northern border to help the southern border. There's nobody at the at the door. I mean, I've I've been up there. I've I've worked with the Canadian Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounties Police, and others. And I, I, I'm telling, look, you are you are ten years behind on this deal. These, these this thing is happening right in front of you, and and now, it's really difficult. Now, do I also have this right? Was a member of your family involved? Can you touch on that? Yeah, uh, just this summer actually, uh, oh, a 22 year old nephew of mine oh, was goodness, was uh, killed by sorry. an illegal, illegal oh. alien who was. Where did who this was, happen? Uh, I'm sorry. Where did this happen? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Wow. Yep, he was driving. My 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 nephew was in a, a work truck, an F three fifty truck, and and stopped at a at a stop or stoplight in a T intersection, and uh, the illegal alien was driving a semi tractor trailer. He was drunk. He was over seventy miles an hour at a T intersection. Never even slowed down and drove right through Holy him. Moly. And he had alcohol, but alcohol level of, of over point two, and uh, no license, of course, oh, no nothing. My God, uh, working for a company out of Laredo, Texas. How? And and he's been. He, uh, deported before. Why is he here? And, you know, so we're now part of the Angel family and, you yeah. know, uh, and we're, of course, uh, proud in one way to be there, but sad in the other. Oh. But we'll do what we can to so that other families don't suffer the way my family has. Where were you when you got the call? I was in Reno, Nevada at the Western State Sheriff's Conference and I got in my car and took off and, uh, oh, my and you know, obviously I handled things for the family as yeah. a sheriff and, and I didn't let them. I went and cleaned the body and I'm the one that went and and that's hard because as a sheriff, I go see a lot of people, right? Yes. I, I see a lot of tragedy, but it's a little bit different when you have to go talk to your own family about it. And, and Tell us questions. about your nephew. He was a young man. He was, he was uh, uh, his father's a cattle buyer wow. out west. And so he grew up in that agricultural, he had, him and his dad, had, he had an old, his own herd, starting his own herd. He had a, a good job with a really good company. And he was building that life. You know, he was, he'd, he'd had his own hurdles and as a young man, but he'd gotten past that. And uh, very strongly supported by his parents and, and really on the right track. Yes. Some people don't get on the right track. He was on the right track. And literally going to his job site uh, at 8.30 at night, turning up to, to go up north. And, uh, I mean, he was killed instantly, as you can imagine. But he never got a chance to, to have that life, and it was taken so needlessly. Why, and accidents happen every day, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying it couldn't happen if this guy wasn't illegal. But the fact was he oh, was the illegal. The fact he was. He was And illegal. had been so, deported. And had been deported. Didn't have to be here. Shouldn't have been no. here. No. And so that's aggravating. Sheriff Karen uh, Donahue, uh, Sheriff, Canyon County, Idaho. Before I let you go, what, what, what type of feedback do you get from the people of the county 
Uh, very strong feedback, yeah. quite frankly. They they like the fact that their sheriff is out here. They like the fact their sheriff is out in Washington, D.C. talking about the issues. I was on Fox News this on morning. Fox News How about this morning? that? And, uh, That's big in Idaho. That That's is big, big anywhere. It is, and, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'm very yeah. I'm outspoken on these issues, and I'm not afraid to, to go out and, and, and address it. You know, in the last administration, we had a seat at the table. I've been yeah. to the White House with President Trump a wow. couple of times. And, what was and that like? It was phenomenal. Yeah. Quite frankly, it was, none of us are going to agree with everything the man did or said, but when he when you're in a room with him in the West Wing or the East yeah. Wing, and I was invited to both, he got uh, his ear. It was it yeah. we had his ear, and it he was. was sincere when he shook your hand, looked you in the eye. You 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 understood. He right. meant what he was saying. He did, and he was direct, and he was expected of things, and we we were expected of things as well. And we had common ground, and we were making a difference down there on the border, and we were making a difference with Mexico, and and we, it was giving law enforcement and the good people of America a chance to slow it down and say, how do we fix this? That's out the window, yeah. and right now we don't even have. We don't not only have not have a seat at the table. There is no table with right. this administration. We've asked for one. They put it away. They they will not let us sit they down. Folded so, the table. And, and so I think the well, I don't think I know the people of Idaho. The people of my county are proud that their sheriff gets out there and takes on the issues head on. And that's just how I'm built, right? I'm a cowboy from from an Irish family. What what, mm. what are you going to expect from anything else? What, what, tell me about though when you were in the Oval Office with President Trump. I, I was what a feeling. I was wow. The, the first the first trip uh, we had probably when uh, was that. That was uh, 17, 17 or 18. Okay. No, let's see. I, I was it during that, this trip as well, the, this broadcast? Or it, the, was first, the first trip? time was. It was, first, yeah. it was during this broadcast. And then, so there were several shares that we were up there. We had a, a round table with uh, Vice President Pence. Yes. And then we got the call that the president wants to see you all. Wow. So we all went over to the East Wing and uh, had a photograph uh, opportunity with him. And, and he shake, shook everybody's hand and yeah. talked to everybody. Look at that. And then the next time, there's only about, uh, probably about 10 or 12 of us were invited for a special meeting on yes. border security. Okay. Wow. And I'm on the border security for the National Sheriff Association. Yep. And then, and same thing, we're in a roundtable discussion, and he says, no, I want you in the West Wing. Wow. And so we went over, and it was awe-inspiring, yeah. to be honest with you. Yes. I mean, this is our capital. This Come is, on. This it is, is America. It is. And uh, to, to be... It's big time. It's as I, I big, was, you know what? It's as big as it gets. It, it was. It is as big as it it's gets. It's one of my most fond memories of my life. Yes. I've just seen a sheriff. But no. To, to be able to stand in that, that those hallowed yes. grounds, that building. Think of you in grammar school and the teacher I, talking about, this is the White House you and George Washington was there. And now, fast forward... And there you I, are you, with the president of the United States. Incomprehensible. It is. To a young guy yes. like me. Oh, when I was a young God. man. And yes. I'm from a very rural part of Idaho, a kid from a town of 500 people. How did that play back in Idaho? Oh, wow. my God. They went crazy. Of course they yeah, did. I didn't get out of the White House until I had interviews set up. Look right at there. that. That is And fantastic. it was It's just the, the fact that the man took the time and, and wanted to know what we had to say. Yes. And yeah. was sincere about it. Yep. And, and said, what do you need? I'm going to try to get that done. And did get it done. Yes. Yeah. And made an effort, and you Boy, just that don't have a valuable have do ally that. to have. Yeah, I was. It's. I, I was so proud of being able to do that, and proud to, and honored that again the people, my citizens, yep. entrusted me to be their sheriff and to go do things like that. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable, sheriff. Such a honor to speak oh. with you. You have a great staff too. I do. Boy, Thank what you. a day! You're on Fox <laughs> News this morning. Yeah. You're on with me now. You're making the rounds. So yeah. listen, keep up the good oh, work. Thank you so much. Keep doing your thing. And Cheryl. thank you for being here to, to listen to us. Oh yeah. So thank you.
Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Maria. It's my health because it's your health. But it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. And inside, pop in. You'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health, because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401 401- 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service 401-439-6028 Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist Yankee Tree Service They provide various tree services including tree removal, pruning land clearing, stump grinding and bobcat service Check out their website yankeetreeservice.com Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401 439-6028 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. <laughs>